Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the CXR podcast and our expertise segment. I'm Chris White, president of Career Crossroads, and this is where we grab 10 minutes with an industry personality or influencer to share just one thing with you our listeners. So that one thing might be a difficult lesson learned uh, or a career changing victory or defeat. Uh, the only guardrails are that it falls within any number of topics that hundreds of our leaders told us were a focus for them in 2020. So it could be equity, it could be ethics, leadership, you name it. Now, if you're interested in weighing in on what's important moving forward uh, this year in 2021, can't, can't believe it's 2021, uh, you can take part in our 2021 priorities benchmark that is actually open to everyone and found within the research and report section of www.cxr.works. Now, if you're attending live today, uh, you get to participate via the chat feature of our broadcast. So feel free to ask uh, the guest a question or two, and if we've got time, uh, we'll make sure to try to answer them. Uh, if we don't have time, uh, you can always think of something later you'd like to ask. You can always join us in our open and free exchanges uh, that are actually found at cxr.org slash talent talks. So all that, uh, I'm really excited today to introduce our guest and one of my longtime friends, Marin Hogan. Marin is the founder and CEO of Red Branch Media, a full service marketing and advertising agency. Marin, how are you? I'm great. I'm doing great this morning. Uh, well, it's, it's lovely to see you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Happy so, Marin, to our topic. Ask me. <laughs> well, always. I, I feel like I want to tell everybody that I just been I've been jockeying to get you on on the podcast for a really 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 long time. Um, I think I've just really wanted you on the podcast for a really 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 long time, but we haven't made it happen. I know. So our our topic today is something that, while I think sim simplistic at heart, uh, I found a little bit challenging to sort of put in to the right words, right? Uh, or at least words that felt powerful enough uh, for me to convey really what we wanted to talk about. Uh, and I can, you know, I can summarize it as, as doing the right thing, even when that can't be measured. But uh, you are the uh, maestro of vocabulary. Uh, how would you sort of position what that conversation that we had about why this is important and, and what we wanted to talk about and share? Yeah, so when you first approached me about what I would want to share, obviously much of it is completely shaped by 2020 and everything that happened in that year. And I'm sure everybody's got their own uh, horror stories and triumphs to share. But the thing that I really wanted to hone in on, and I did find it difficult to articulate as, as we both did, was really there's a lot of blog posts and books and podcasts talking about doing the right thing because it's good for your bottom line or because it will increase retention or because it will make you a better leader or whatever. And um, I didn't hear a whole lot of discussion about doing the right thing just because it was the right thing or people who had done the right thing and it still sucked. And so I think that that is, for me, one of the most important lessons that I've learned as a leader overall, but definitely through like the sort of roller coaster that, you know, running a business, um, managing employees, dealing with the bottom line and issues of leadership. I think that that's one of the biggest lessons that has come home to roost, but trying to find the way to put that, like doing the right thing just because it's the right thing. And people are like, 
for an end result of what? And it's like, yeah. like the end result is like literally that you just do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, there is a, it's been really interesting the last, well, I mean, we've had a hell of a year or two, uh, certainly in, in North America, low in the world with social injustice and the pandemic and trying to do the right thing uh, for our employees, trying to do the right thing for our teams. But sometimes it sort of feels like, this is going to sound terribly uh, uh, what's pessimistic in me, but sometimes it feels like people are doing the right thing because they're just supposed to, or because the media is sort of telling them that they should, or because of what the optics will be if they don't. Um, but I think you're right. You, you don't often hear the flip side of doing the right thing when it, when it stings a little, right? Because it is the right thing to do. I mean, do you have sort of an example uh, a, a mini story you would tell us about sort of doing the right thing when it, when it hurts a little bit to do the right thing? So many. And I just want to um, clarify quickly, there'll be a couple of examples and some are real, um, like in the end, the good guy wins kind of story. But some of them aren't. Some of them are like, we did the right thing and it just was still terrible. Or we did the right thing and we, you know, ended up getting screwed over for whatever reason. I don't know if I can say that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we are PG-13 on all the podcast stuff, so you can say screwed over. So that means I can say the F word one time. <laughs> you can. Yeah, you can. You get, yeah, you get a freebie. Um, so, well, I will. I'll be nice. Um, so an example um, I think that comes to mind is when all of this started. So uh, for those who don't know, I run Red Branch Media, as he said, a full service marketing and advertising agency. The reason that I'm in this space is because of the prime, primary you know, uh, chunk of our clients are in the HR recruiting tech and services business. So in the very beginning of the pandemic, we lost 45% of our receivables virtually overnight. Um, or 45%, sorry. And so that was um, very scary, obviously, as anybody can guess. And we really should have sort of immediately contracted, right? And I had all of these friends working at Fortune 500 companies and all of this other stuff, like, and they were getting laid off, they were getting furloughed, they were having to work at 80% of, you know, uh, pay for 120% capacity, things like this. And, um, my partners and I just sat down and we were like, what, what should we do here? And we just, we didn't have enough business to support the number of employees that we had on our payroll and not by a long shot. And so we just decided, okay, well, we didn't get into business to throw people out on the street during one of the most difficult times. And I'm not, I'm not dissing anyone who did that. It just wasn't a choice we decided to make. And so what we did was we had kind of an emergency meeting. I remember it was in a restaurant, like the last time you could go to restaurants, um, like March 12th or 10th or something like this. And we sat down and we decided on our plan, which was essentially to just keep everyone for as long as we could and to try to come up with like nonprofit work or work on Red Branch or something like that um, to keep them on staff. And so, you know, we all took pay cuts. We kept them on staff. We um, sent out weekly letters sort of to say, hey, you guys, um, this is what's happening. This is what we're in the process of applying for, so on and so forth. So by the book, we did everything right. Ethical Leadership 101, blah, 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 blah. And we thought, surely these efforts are going to pay off in the end. We're going to have 
a loyal, retained, excited workforce. And in the end, that's not what happened at all. Um, what happened was uh, certainly some people were loyal and excited and engaged, but for the most part, and not, not to their discredit at all, they were also scared and it was chaotic. And I don't mean to sound overly dramatic, but I do think a lot of people went through a great deal of trauma. And even if you were at the best workplace of your life, you don't want to, you don't want to be reminded of that. So slowly, as we went through the spring and the summer and the fall, um, you know, again, making sure that these people stayed on staff and making sure that we took pay cuts and all this other stuff. Um, we just found ourselves, people were like, yeah, sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to make more money over here. Or yeah, sorry. I would just rather be in an office and we don't have an office anymore. And so we were just like, the, the three of us, I have two uh, partners that run Red Branch with me and we were sitting there and going, why on earth didn't this work? And what happened was we came to the conclusion that I shared with you, which is it did work because if you're doing the right thing simply to get a benefit in the end, obviously the benefit is a nice cherry, um, but if that's why you're doing it, it's not really truly the right thing. And so um, for us, it was a it was a real eye-opening moment and sort of led into our 2021 planning um, for the for this year, obviously, and saying here's here are the decisions that we're going to make because they're the right decisions to make, not because we're pissed off because these people took off or we don't understand. You know, we also had you know similar issues with client loyalty and such and going down in, in receivables and all that. So it really was. Um, eye-opening and it has transformed the way that we're leading with our team. We're still doing those transparency letters. We're still making sure everyone stays employed that wants to do all those good things. So that's like yeah. one example and probably the biggest one that's come out of last year. Well, that's a tough one because, um, I mean, it impacts your life. When you're the business owner, the business is your life, right? How well the business is doing, leaks into the kitchen, leaks into the living room, leaks into the bedroom. Like, it just follows you everywhere. Um, but I, I think the the the... Um, optimistic marketer in me wants to say that, you know, at the end, of course you did the right thing for the right reasons. And even if, even if they left, right. Uh, they left with good hearts, right. They, they left with, for the, for the right reasons. They didn't leave because you were mistreating them. They didn't leave because you weren't willing to sort of lay down on the tracks for them. Like they, they left with good things to say about you and, and good feelings about the organization they work for. Yeah, I do think that that's an added benefit. And even even people that we've had more recently um, that have decided to, to take another role, because for some, they, like I said, they don't wanna work remote 100% of the time or they have moved away or the pandemic has changed their life circumstances for whatever reason. Um, it's always with the caveat that they're like, this is the best place I've ever worked. We're really gonna miss you. Like, you know, all of these different things. And I think that, I would like to say that that is its own reward. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that it is. And I don't think anyone that's being like truly honest um, would say that it is. But I still think that the, the original precept, the cornerstone of this whole conversation remains the same. Yeah. Did you, did you have a, um, I'm going to push the boundaries of our PG 13 rating. Did, did you have an, Oh shit moment uh, when you were doing the right thing and, you know, you sort of said you regrouped with, with your leadership there, your, your colleagues, where you thought, 
we're, we're doing this all wrong. Oh my God, this could be the end of us. Was it, was it that level of sort of internal panic for a moment? Um, I'd like to say that there was one oh shit moment. Um, the fact of the matter is, is, is every time something comes in and kind of hits us, we realize, okay, what can we learn from this? What can we take from this? Um, we definitely had that at the beginning. So the 2021 planning that I just sort of referenced was a, a big meeting between the three of us figuring out like, what are we going to do? Like we had a scorched earth strategy. We had a let's just go big or go home strategy. We had a let's limp along as long as we can strategy. Um, but in the end, I think we realized that again, the right thing to do is the right thing to do. Um, and we just felt like if if we can't run a business ethically with kindness with empathy um then we're really we really shouldn't be there we should just all you know go and and do the work that we want to do in in service of other companies or something like this um i think that having um three partners really helps um i always describe us as a stool because when one of us is like that's enough everyone's fired um, <laughs> the other two are usually like, okay, let's talk about this. Um, so we definitely temper each other in that way. Um, but when it comes down to it, even when it's in black and white on a piece of paper, which I'm a notorious, like, here's a document, here's a spreadsheet that it links to, here's another document. Um, it still is definitely the way that we want to do business. And it's really, I mean, we say it's all the time, but we talk about building back better, which is so corny, I know, because like literally everyone's saying that, but we really- Just don't say lean in, Marin. Just don't say lean in anymore. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we really want to do that. And when it gets frustrating and we're like, okay, we used to be at this margin, we're not at this, you know, why aren't we there anymore? Or, hey, we used to be an employer of choice. Why aren't we feeling like we're getting the kind of applicants that we want or anything like this? Um, we just sort of refer back to that document and it's become really some place where we can center ourselves and say, we made these decisions, we put these milestones in place and that's what we're going to do uh, come hell or high water, both of which I understand have happened like in Texas and other places um, this past week and a half, so. Oh, Marin, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. So I just, I want to say thank you. I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you for your work and your heart within our space. It, it truly does just make you golden. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I was really happy to share that with you. And I hope that it resonated a little bit. I know it's a little bit Dr. Susian, but um, <laughs> I still think it's worth discussing. Awesome. Well, everybody, next week, uh, we, we have uh, an equally impressive guest, Heidi Height. She is the Senior Recruitment Marketing Program Manager at Sleep Number. Uh, and she's going to get all tactical up in here with key elements to consider for programmatic advertising, uh, how she's used it successfully, and then, of course, her thoughts on the impact of the potential demise of Internet cookies. You may not have known that they were going away uh, and all that user tracking that results from that. So until then, we hope to see everybody online at www.cxr.org slash Talatalks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.